Coscamp's Coaches Show, episode 31. Coaches, welcome to the Coscamp's Coaches Show. Today's guest is Coach Jeff Boger. Coach Boger is the head football coach at Milton Hershey High School. Coach Boger graduated from Westchester University in 1990. He immediately started coaching at Trinity that, that fall. So it was the fall of 1990. He was an assistant at Trinity under Paul Cronin. And then he was also he coached there for 10 seasons. Uh, Stephen Stoner was also head coach at Trinity High School. Um, and then he took over at Trinity. Uh, coach Boger did in 2000. Was the head coach there until 2008. That's when he took over at Milton Hershey in 2009. He's been the head coach at Milton Hershey ever since. Coach Boger, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much there, Mark. I look forward to this. Well, Coach, um, he's he's going to cover something for us that not a lot of programs are doing right now. Some are, I mean, especially at bigger schools. Um, but it, but if you've ever thought about the two-platoon system, kind of like the college model, if you will, and bring it to high school where players only play one side of the ball. They only play offense or they only play defense or they specialize in one or the other. Um, coach is going to talk about how they, they, they do that. They I shouldn't say they do that, but they've done that at uh, Milton Hershey. Um, and, and he says that, that they may do it in the future as well. So, Coach, um, go ahead and start on that. Well, when I, when I first got there at Milton Hershey, we didn't do that stuff, but – I always thought when I get to it, you know, Milton Hershey compared to Trinity at the time is you know, a little bit more athletes than what I had at Trinity, more kids. I mean, I, I get anywhere from total of from ninth through 12th, I have about 110 kids total. And you don't usually get that everywhere else. So I'm thinking going to my coaching staff, hey, what do you, what do you think about some guys just being offense, some guys just being defense. I think we might be able to do this. So I think it was about my third or fourth year there. We went and we did it. You know, Coach Geyer actually thought it would be something that possibly could be done. And, you know, luckily he came on to my staff too after he retired. He came back onto the staff and he goes, thought it was a good idea so we ended up doing you know strictly these guys just playing offense these guys strictly playing defense and you know we were successful with it you know it it brought challenges i mean because when you you're looking over that offensive guy and you're going he, he could be pretty good as a as a corner or he could be a very good you know defensive end for us if you play offense but he never got any defensive or offensive reps. So, but it was successful for us. Well, not so, only do you need the players to do it, but the you need the coaching staff too. Yeah, you do. I mean, I was fortunate enough that everybody that's that's been associated with us coaching has bought into what we were trying to do. Uh, it was hard at times because, you know, just like if you look at colleges and you go to colleges and you're, you're practicing and your offense is against defense, then it becomes a, a competition between the, hey, the defense is shutting down the offense. And then it, 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 it would get chippy at times at practice. So that was one of the, um, 
I would say disadvantages of it is the, I didn't like the chippiness of it. Right. So I needed the coaches. Sometimes the coaches would be the ones bringing on the chippiness. Uh, by saying, ah, look at us, we're shutting down the offense and that stuff, and you know, getting the offensive coaches pissed off. And because when we did it, it was you were strictly you were a defensive coach, you were an offensive coach. So it kind of you know divided us a little bit uh, when we st- when we were doing it. Um, at I know at LVC, you know, there's there's no officials during practice, so like. There's always, you know, there's always a, a pass interference call that might not have been called or, or would have been called in the game. You know, coaches, they talk about that. And uh, so, so yeah, I, I know what you're saying about the, the, the bitterness toward toward coaches. But at the end of the day, you know, I think coaches understand, too, that they do have to be in it together. So, like, that stuff might last a day or whatever, that night. But I think a lot right. of coaches can, can sleep that off. You know, and, you know, a lot of that's happening probably during the summertime when it's hot and your cran and coaches are cranky. So, yes. Yeah, but uh, that is an interesting, th- I didn't think about that dynamic. Yeah. We, we, we got chippy at times. And then even some of the players, sometimes, you know, we're just playing on, on defense, trying to show up some of the offensive guys for, cause when we did it, you know, at the time we had Trey Brown, we had Kevin Wiggins on offense and there was, you know, two of the best wideouts in the area at the time. And they would, you know, really show up the defense. So a lot of those guys in the defense, when they would try to get a shot at them, they, they tried to get a good shot at them. Right. <laughs> and that, and that pissed, yeah, that can go that against the, the, <laughs> that can, that can defeat the whole, time. yeah. This is Milton Hershey against Milton Hershey here. Uh, let's just always remember that. <laughs> the, um, the other thing about um, the the two platoon system, well, I guess what makes it really hard too is when you have a need somewhere, you know, when you right. have maybe you know you talk about being stacked at one position at the receiver position, and then you know you might be going through a season where you either have injuries or you're, you're some guys that are out of position aren't living up to to what you thought they're not living up to your expectations, and then maybe at a, at a corner or something like that. And then you kind of right. you got to ask either a young guy to fill in or somebody that's different position. Yeah, it, what we were fortunate because one thing that I am blessed with it at Milton Hershey is we we have athletes. So finding them onto skill where where it started to get difficult was up front. You know, finding, you know, you're going to your offensive line and they're not playing over there on defense at all, or that defensive line is not going over and playing the offense. It was trying to pick and choose. You know, we had to make the right decisions on, you know, this is an offensive guy, this is a defensive guy, and we got to hope that the decision we made was the correct one. And majority of them, we thought we did a pretty good job of, of pinpointing, hey, this guy's a, just – he has a better demeanor to play defense than he does offensively. And I thought we did a pretty good job of it. Uh, but now where it did become an issue and and, and where it really came to um, – where we've rethought some things about how we do it. Now, we do it a little differently now um, than what I did when I first started it. When we played McDevitt in the playoffs, and it would have been 
now I can't think of the year. It would have been Keontae Lucas's uh, junior year. And we went into the Bishop McDevitt game, and they had all those wideouts that were all so good. And we only lost to them 20 to, 20 to nothing, and we were down 10 nothing. But in that game, Keontae didn't play because he was, he was sick all week. So he yeah. couldn't play. We had to play the backup quarterback. And then our split end had a death in the family, and he wasn't at the game, so we had to put up the backup split end to him. And then our running back, like in the third series of the game, got hit, got a concussion in the game. So there's three offensive players that got out, and then we're sitting back. We we compete with McDevitt. We stay in the game for the for the most part, and you know, pretty respectable at the end. But then after the game, we're just sitting there and we're going, you know, it would have been nice if we had Mark Johnson who's playing safety for us. It would have been nice if he was playing, you know, over there at split end at all. But we couldn't do it because he didn't get any reps at all on offense. Right. So we couldn't do it. So after that year, what we did is we went back and said, okay, we still want the thing of your offense, your defense, but we do teach them both ways now. So, so is they, that to every player or you know what? Yeah. Okay. Every player there, there are a couple players that we still pinpoint that go, you know what? He is just an offensive player and we're just going to teach him offense He's never going to play defense for us, so let's let's just do that. And you know, one of the two of the guys usually that for us that is is our center and our quarterback. Okay. Usually we, we don't want our center ever playing defense, and we don't ever want our quarterback playing defense. And so, so, so do you, when you're like when you're cross training, I guess uh, a guy that you have offense, and you're going to cross, you're going to you're, I don't know, sending them to the defensive coaches. Does that mean at the same time you're sending the defensive players to the offensive coaches or you? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we are. Okay. But, but again, in, in my, my idea about high school football is if you can find, if you have the luxury that you can get 11 guys to just play offense and be able to then take them off the field and get them off to the sideline now because high school football, you can we have huddle. Right. We that we can get all eleven of those guys over in the sideline and you can get the offensive line, the running backs and the quarterbacks all down and start looking at the iPads and going over what the defense is throwing at you. And you can make the adjustments on the sideline with all of those guys where you don't have to worry about, okay, I'm gonna bring my guard, my center, my tackle over here, and I'm going to show them this stuff, but my other two linemen are over there playing defense right now. So they aren't getting those adjustments. So you can get them to them at halftime, but we can do it right after they're all done with that series now. Not only so, that, but you get, you know, time is such a between, – between games, you get, you get a, a short window to prepare for the next opponent, but – if you're if you're not two platoon and you only get you get whatever Tuesday you're on offense, 
Wednesday is a defensive practice, and Thursday is kind of like a little yeah. bit of both. But with Correct. what you're saying, you get two offensive practices and yep. two defensive practices, so you get double the practice time. Yeah. Right. Uh, we do we do a good job. Of, now, this, like I told you earlier before we, we started this, is, you know, last year because, you know, we didn't play the year before, we had a, we had a lot of yep. – Right. Kids that didn't know what they were doing. So we really didn't do that that too much this past year. We had uh, if I'm thinking right now, my my center, my and my two guards did not play any defense for us. Okay. But but my two offensive tackles both played defense. Um my split end Malachi played started the offensive receiver started a defense um i believe the other one dion did not dion did not play any anything but we we had probably about six kids offensively that played both offense and defense for us okay which is not something i would like to do because i i always look at it in high school too is you know every team you're hiding people there's always kids that you're hiding right. on, on, on your team, you know, that isn't what as good as it, what the, some other players are. So, you know what? I can, I'll take a kid that's going to give me 110% and may not be as good as that other kid athletically, but he's going to give me everything that he has over there, whether it's defense or offense, and he'll make up for that those things. And if I can get 11 fresh guys offensively and defense, I'll take that in high school football. Yeah, I didn't think of it. Then factor in the uh, the rest guys get too. You know, they're yeah. playing half the game. Yeah, and and they're and they're practicing both. Like if if somebody went down on my offensive line, would would in all likelihood the the guy that's going to replace him probably starting on defense probably okay probably maybe not i mean it's not a guarantee but he could be same thing over there on the defensive side of the ball i mean um if one of my linebackers go down could it be one of my you know could it be my offensive guard could it be one of my running backs that are replacing him it could be they at least have the practice time now for it which when i did it the first time it was they weren't getting any practice with it. It was just you were strictly an offensive player. You were a defensive player. However, I switched it, and I feel more comfortable with the way that I'm doing it now than the first time. What is the crossover time that a defensive player gets to practice offense and and vice versa? Uh, it we we kind of do it like your your typical high school practice of you know. Even when I was at Trinity, you know, you have your offensive day this day or defense, but we do, we'll do both on both days. We'll do offense and defense on Tuesdays, offense and defense on, on Wednesday. So we'll break it into how we, we do our drills and our indie time. We, we do it certain days and then we just flip it okay. and then we or that they're all doing it. And then we get into, you know, whether it's inside run seven on seven, and then some of those times it's it's are because your your guys that you're putting putting over there in defense are not playing offense. Mm-hmm. So if you're let's say it's concentration on defense today, 
there's there's people over there playing defense or you're starting defensive guys. The guys that are going against them on offense are your starting offensive guys. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you about scout teams, if that's yeah. how you do it. Yeah, so that's your, your – you got your, your starting receivers and your starting quarterback thrown against your starting secondary. Running the opposite teams, the, your your next opponent's offense or next opponent's yeah, they're, offense. they're they're running their offense, and sometimes yeah. what we'll just do is we'll just go in and run our offense against our defense. Okay. Again, some of the you know, and you, Mark, you know because you coached at at, at Lebanon Valley, you, you know that when you're at the college level and you're coaching the defensive side of the ball, you're just coaching those guys, right? And you, game plan and 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 make sure that you get everything down to a T about you know this is what your opponent's going to do you you can get all that stuff in high school because you do have a lot of guys that play both ways you know it's difficult on those scenarios so sometimes I go and I just talk to our coaches and say look you know are we better off trying to run you know duplicate I'm trying to think of an offense like, for instance, we play like Brooks Catholic. Okay. Like a wing T kind of thing. Yeah, They run a wing T. It's like, we're never going to duplicate wing T because we don't run it. It's a good point. So is it better for us to get plays that are pretty similar to theirs that we run and just keep running at our defense and get them used to it? You know, Granted, they have the you got to get used to the point guards and that stuff. I mean, but at least we we have a we get a better look than trying to trying to run wing T against us. Well, you have it's, guys like switch mid season from being a primarily offensive player to a defensive player, and you know all the way around. Very rarely it happens. Okay, it can happen, but it. Very rarely would that happen because of like depth issues, or would it happen because you just kind of see that the, that player is meant to be on the other side of the ball? It's it's sometimes that, or it's sometimes you know JV games. Yeah. Oh, good point. Didn't think about uh, that. A perfect perfect example for that one is Malachi Thomas for us. Okay. He, I got think here it was his freshman year because we brought him up as a freshman we brought him and played him jb we didn't know a lot about him. okay so he's playing i think it was like the second game in in the jb game and they were losing and the one quarterback threw a ball to him and he just went up out of the air and just grabbed it from the defense and grabbed it and went like 60 some yards for a touchdown and we're watching the game and going hmm <laughs> I think this kid. I think this kid might be able to play on Friday nights now. So we took that. We brought him over. We put him over at split end, and then the split end that we had, and I can't think of the kid's name right now, is we moved him over to defense. Okay. So you did. You made the trade, the full on trade, one for one trade. Correct. How much so, of like scouting do you have to do of the middle school team? Do you have to, or do you rely? Do you rely on the middle school coaches to kind of give you the scouting uh, report? About what, yeah, how, rely, what side guys should play on? Yeah, I rely on my my coach up on well, I call it up on the hill, Saint up right. at Capitol Hall. I I rely on, on on coach to coach Kimmel, who's the the head coach up there. I listen to what he has to tell me about about the kids. He, he does a pretty good job in, in telling us, you know, 
where he sees these kids to be able to play, whether it's, he's going to be a good offensive player for you or he could be more of a defensive player for you. He's done a pretty good job of pinpointing those things. And then sometimes it's just getting them into getting them into camp to see, you know, how they perform. Do you ever have any kind of depth issues because you you know, you only got you're splitting your team in half basically into two different teams? Uh not since we've done it where the, the kids where we are right yeah, now. Right. Gotcha, that makes sense. Yeah, where we are with it right now, no. Uh, before it would have been, yeah. I mean, there was times where somebody went down. It's like, oof, do we really, do we really want to put him in a, on the offensive line? It's like, well, we got to. He's he's the next guy to go. It's like, oof, okay. But now I feel more more confident with how we have it. How many got? How many? Um, do you often get guys? I know Milton Hershey's. A, you know, it's a different situation than than what most coaches are are used to, but. Do you get a lot of guys that kind of transfer in, to, like uh, as a sophomore, as a junior? And, and well, the, if the answer is yes, do you get like how do you how do you kind of sort out those guys? Well, first off, they can't. Our our school they have to get in there by before they're sixteen. Okay. So, if we get any transfers in, it it is tenth grade would be the the earliest okay. or the latest. Uh, we did have Naeem, Naeem Cross, uh, I'll bring up as a an example. He, you know, our school is a little bit different where, you know, kids transfer in, you know, usually at other schools during the summertime. Right. Well, we have we have enrollment days at our school. So we have certain different enrollment days where they bring some kids in. And I remember his year he came, he came in in September. Okay, midway through and, the season. Yeah, he came in and, and enrolled at the school, a freshman, and, you know, looked at him and that stuff and going, you know what? Let's bring him up and see if he might be able to. We just looked at his, you know, I hate to say it, you know, it's like the NFL a little bit. You look at him, you see how he ran and all yep, that stuff. Yep. Practice, it's like, you know what? I'm not putting him down in the freshman team. I'm going to move him up with us. So he didn't play because it was near the near the end of the year. But at the very, I think it was like the last game of the year, we did get him in a little bit, and we saw, you know what, this kid's going to be a heck of a football player for us. Okay, that's interesting. So, I mean, that does happen. It, it is tough when, depending upon when they – come in especially if they're a 10th grader they're going to have to be on varsity so then you're trying to figure out whether the kid can you know is he a jv kid is he a, is he a varsity kid you have to figure that stuff out so usually when a kid transfers in it's usually putting them over on the defensive side of the ball do you ever? This is, this is kind of an odd question, but um, do you ever run into like uh, uh, like jersey number issues where you might have like a linebacker that needs to have a eligible number because he might be a he might play a running back type position? We we did we had a we had a we had a kid, uh, I believe it, his name was Hunter Hanley. 
Okay. He he played linebacker for us. No, it wasn't Hunter Hanley. It was Levi, Levi, and I can't think of Levi's last name, but he played DN for us, but he wanted number 12. <laughs> but he was also our, our backup tackle. Right. And we needed to put him in a backup tackle, so we had to put a jersey on him. <laughs> So we had to just have, we had to bring another extra jersey to be able to switch during the game to put him in that jersey number. I guess special teams wouldn't be an issue there with the with the jersey numbers because you can kind of no. always uh, manipulate who you have on a field. Right. Yeah, but that that I guess that I, I just I can remember thinking back at, at LVC we always had like uh, yeah I guess linebacker is the best case we we would have a linebacker that was number whatever fifty one or something like that. And if he if he was good enough to play like a backup fullback, you know, to to in case just in case somebody would get hurt, you know, he'd have to switch his jersey number. Right. That now he sense. could technically, what I guess rule wise, he could be fifty as long as he could run yeah. the ball. He yeah. blocked. He, he just wouldn't be able to go out for a pass. Good point. Couldn't, wouldn't be an eligible receiver. Good point. Yeah. Yep. I can but, remember a few years ago, you guys had a great team, and um, something happened. You, do you guys always have some sort of like break, like right around like playoff time, like October? November? This is kind of changing subjects, by the way. No, that's okay. And because we kind of got, you know, I talked about Milton Hershey being a different place, and this is this is a challenge that most coaches don't have to put up with. But where you kind of had a break, and a few of the players or the starters didn't come didn't make it back to campus on time or they or they didn't come back at all do you do you run into that well i i it, it is tough <clears throat> for us you know we've been we've been blessed here of having some success here the last couple of years right. not, not past year but uh that we've been making playoffs and that stuff and we've won the first round and we get into that second round game you know, we usually we had buys, so we had to buy the first round, played in the, the next round, won that game, and then played, which would be, I guess, the, I guess, it'd be the semifinal, okay, or quarterfinal, yeah, a semifinal. Because if you won the game, then you went into the district game, the following, the final, the following week, okay. Well, usually when that happens, is it's usually the week before Thanksgiving right. is when that game. right. Well, for at our school, our kids get a week break. So, if Thanksgiving's let's say November twenty fifth, mm-hmm. they you would leave that the Friday before the twenty fifth. Okay. So they could leave campus, go home, and then they're away for that whole week. Well, we've been playing that weekend, so our kids, if we won that game they wouldn't get to go home for Thanksgiving break. Now, I, I, I know, I know what at other schools are going, what, what the heck, but, but being away from your family for eight weeks, eight, two months, three months, never seen your family at all. You don't go home and see mom. You don't see dad. And now you have a break that you have an opportunity to go do that. But, you might not be able to because you're playing in a football game. You know, it's tough for them. A little bit of perspective there. 
it's it's a hard thing and now i will say that when the last time we were in that situation we we played and our whole team stayed okay they all stayed we played burks catholic we we at home we lost to them and you know but the kids did stay so they were willing to hey we win this game we're we're staying we're going to try to win a district championship now i know when i coached at trinity and coach guyer was the head coach at milton hershey i know they played us in a district playoff game and he was missing some of his guys because some of them chose to go home for break okay so yeah that, so, that's definitely a you know it when it comes to family, I guess you just take it for granted that you're just with your family all the time. Right. Those kids don't have that opportunity. They they get to they they miss them for like you said eight weeks without seeing. Yeah, it, 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 those breaks are are very precious to right. our to our kids, and I, and I understand that fully with them. Uh, it, it's tough, uh, but you know, a lot of them are, are getting to that point where you know that they understand, you know, I know with basketball this past year, there was a couple of times that uh, they had to make some sacrifices where they stayed and, and the school rewarded them by giving them uh, an, an extra weekend to be able to go home to see their family, which, which, which is great for yeah. our, our school to be able to do. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, that's the tough part that some of the other, programs don't have to deal with those things you know going home to family is very important to our kids coach i got one last question before i let you go here and this little bit of a light-hearted question but lowered off and played at milton hershey this year yep we, we get there thursday night game too. thursday night game yes thursday night game the turf the brown <laughs> the new brown turf First of all, on film, I wasn't sure about it, but I, I was surprised. And it didn't look that like in, in person. It was kind of sharp, wasn't that bad? Yeah, well, thanks. It, what's it's, what's it's, the feeling about? What do what do what do the kids say about it? What are, what are people at, on campus saying about it? I I think the majority of them like it because yeah. you know, it's it's different than other other right, places. Right. I mean, it, it is supposed to be gold, by the way. <laughs> okay. In the light, it does. In the in, in the Night lights, it does show better than during the daytime. Well, when you watch it on, when I was watching it on Huddle, it just it didn't. It looked it was it was kind of off. It looked weird. You know, that's it's camera yep. and, and the, the yeah. lighting and everything. But then in person, yeah. It looks, yeah. But it, it's nice. I mean, it was it was something we thought about. Other people thought about it. I mean, it's not my my it's part of my decision. I mean, I got I was asked about it. I said, yeah, I'd love to have that have it different than. And green and, and that stuff. Let's go golden brown on there. So, um, my but my bad thing about that whole situation is that uh, you know one of my things for doing it was I wanted the all gold jerseys and gold pants so that maybe we could lay down in the field and hide some kids. <laughs> but but I'm not allowed to have gold jerseys anymore. Oh, <laughs> the, PI, the PIAA said they weren't dark enough. <laughs> Did, somebody told me that you had to get permission from Boise State to get that turf. Like they have some sort of patent on colored turfs. Uh, I, I'm not positive about that. I do think they had to. They had to talk to somebody. 
Okay. About whether it was okay for him to get to do it. There's another high school someplace that does have a. You see more a, and more of it, like whatever you're watching highlights or or you see some a college team changed it. Yeah, they got new turf and and got it, uh, uh, different colors. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I I liked it. I mean, I I think it's unique. Yep. Oh, it's definitely unique. It is. <laughs> But it's not like I said. It does, like when when I was there, I was like, "Well, this is kind of sharp. This, this is pretty good." Yeah, it was, and you know, I, I thought it turned out pretty pretty well. I like I liked how they did it. Yeah. So, well, good coach. I'll, I'll let you go there, and I appreciate you. I think that's a pretty interesting subject, the two platoon thing, and that was some good insight there, coach. Well, so, thank you. I mean, appreciate you doing that. Oh, no problem. No problem. I'm a. We'll see you guys again. At our place, I think. Don't we it's have homecoming. you? Homecoming, or well, I'm I'm assuming it's homecoming. It's a Saturday afternoon. Yep, it yep. is. It is our homecoming. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah, so we get to see it during the daytime now. Yeah, that's great. Probably be <laughs> probably be like ninety degrees. Yep. Out. Yep. That's what I was thinking usually, too when I saw that time. Usually is. Yep. Yeah, well, it is October, so that's a good thing. You never so. know October. You never know. You get ninety degree days. You can get you know forty degree days in October too. Sure. We'll see. Sure. All right, Coach. Well, have yourself a good evening. I do appreciate you coming on. Wish you good luck. All that good stuff, man. Hey, thank you. You have a great Easter, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Talk to you later. All right. Bye.